Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And we are joined today by our friend Rosa. How are you, Rosa? Hey, I am doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Thanks for being back on the show. Uh, Rosa is here to talk with us today about the unbearable weight of massive talent. This is a quick reminder about Rosa. Um, you can find her on um, Twitter at Rosas Reviews. She's also a co-founder of the Latinx Lens Group. She's a member of uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and she is also a member of the Hollywood Critics Association, the Latino Entertainment Journalists Association, and the Online Association of Female Critics. So we're really happy to have her here. Uh, Ashley, tell us a little bit about this movie. All right. So The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent stars Nicolas Cage as himself or a version of himself. And in this particular version, he is, of course, an actor. He's a bit kind of down on his luck, I would say. He's making movies, but they're not very successful. Um, perhaps he's not making the best choices. And he owes some money um, because of this. Um, and his, his relationship, I, he's separated from his wife. He has kind of a strained relationship with his daughter. So things aren't going great for Nicolas Cage. Um, but he gets invited to um, a birthday party um, that's being thrown by a super fan of his, whom he's never met. Um, but he's offering a million dollars to go to this party. It's played by Pedro Pascal. Pa- played by Pedro Pascal. And so he goes to this party. He goes to his secluded house. And he begins to learn that perhaps uh, the super fan is... Not necessarily a nice guy. He might be involved in the kidnapping of a the daughter of a political leader. And um, sure enough, the CIA contacts him and basically employs him to try to find the daughter and um, help her escape. And so he kind of has to become the action hero Nicolas Cage in quote-unquote real life. Um, so that's kind of the setup for this movie. Um, Rosa, what did you think of it? Yes. Oh, my God. I remember seeing the first trailers for this movie and being automatically um, excited uh, just to go out and see it because, of course, we have Nicolas Cage playing Nick Cage. And who better to play Nick Cage than Nick Cage, right? Um, and, of course, the, the, the little in my, my pride and my little Latina inside uh, was far more excited to see that um, it was alongside Pedro Pascal. So, yeah, I went into the movie and I had a lot of fun. I I was surprised by how much I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was laughing out loud. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I was very much into the dynamic of of, of Nick Cage and, and Pedro Pascal. Their chemistry is just incredible. So so fun to watch, uh, to see it unfold on screen. And it's just a fun buddy comedy and a a little love letter in my um, personal opinion to Nick Cage, his career, but also to films um, and, and filmmaking from talking about older foreign films to my inner Paddington obsession was just fully (laughs) completed when, (laughs) um, 
when uh, the movie was mentioned and I squealed so loud in the movie theater. It was a little embarrassing, but you know what? I owned it and I stand by what I love. Um, so, you know what? Overall, I had a blast watching it. I, I my, To be quite frank, my only complaint about the movie would be that I wish it was a little longer. I wanted to spend more time uh, with Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage. I wanted them to go on another adventure and, and see them too um, on screen because they just got, they got well, they, um, they just bounced off each other so well, and it was just so entertaining and fun to watch. Yeah, no, this movie, I agree with you, Rosa. This movie, um, I mean, it's an hour and 47 minutes long, uh, but I could have stood to watch a little bit more of it. Um, it they do have a great chemistry together, uh, Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, actually, um, I think has the better role in this. Um, he's his, his, his character, when you hear about what his character might be up to, right? You get very like, I was very much on board with Nicolas Cage. Like, no, 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 no. You must have the wrong guy. Cause you know, he's so, <laughs> he seems so sweet and charming and yeah, he loves Paddington too. I can be a bad person. and like Paddington too. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And Tiffany Haddish is in this, uh, she plays one of the, the CIA agents and, and, and she's, she's good in this too. Her doesn't have a lot to do for the role, but um, she's good. This is uh, written by uh, Tom Gormican and Kevin Etten. And I think this is only Tom Gormican's second feature film that he's directed. The first one being That Awkward Moment, which I saw because I like Zac Efron. But it <laughs> was not a terribly great movie. This is like miles better than that movie. Um, so he's come a long way. Uh, no, but I, I liked kind of every film except for one, I liked every facet of this movie. I liked it when it was in LA and you saw Nicolas Cage kind of wheeling, dealing with, you know, like David Gordon Green makes a cameo. Who's a, you know, director of the Halloween movies now and George Washington, a whole bunch of other stuff, pineapple express. Um, he's got a, he's got a cameo. He's uh, Nick Cage is trying to wheel and deal with him. You see him with his home life, with his fictional wife and daughter. I like those scenes. I like the scenes when he goes abroad and is with Pedro Pascal. Those are like the best scenes, you know. I like it when he's talking with the CIA agents. Um, my only thing I'm not on board with, not totally crazy about, is the young Nick Cage stuff. Mm. There's a few times, mm. there's a few times when young Nick Cage, um, pops up and kind of he has a dialogue with him. The old one has a dialogue with the young one. And, and I know what they were trying to do with it. And I might have been on board with it a little. Well, first of all, I don't know if I would have been on board with it a little bit more if the CGI had looked better. <laughs> but the the deep fake, whatever they were doing with it, looked very fake. Yeah. Uh, that kind of distracted me. And then I also felt like those moments ground the movie to a halt. And so, yeah, I'm not totally on board with it. But the, thankfully, those weren't too often. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting decision to to do that young Nick Cage. Um, I could see, like you said, I can see what they were trying to do, but I agree. It was very distracting because there was something just off about his face. <laughs> you, were just staring, you were just staring at his face and not really listening to what was going on. Um, yeah, this movie is a lot of fun. Um, I laughed a lot. It was it was funnier than I expected. It's It's rare for me to like guffaw in the theater but i actually did at one i point. can't think of the last time i heard you laugh so much <laughs> in a movie. Yeah. Um, i thought it's quite funny 
Um, of course, it's very, you know, it's very meta, right? Because he's playing himself and, and, and it becomes even more meta because, uh, well, I, I won't go into it, but there's levels of meta in this movie and it could have been kind of, you know, kind of gimmicky. Um, but I don't know. They really, I think the relationship that forms between Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage seems very authentic and they have wonderful chemistry. It kind of, um, it kind of overcomes any kind of gimmicky facet to the, to the plot. Um, yeah, I thought everything, everyone was really good. You left out, uh, Neil Patrick Harris as his, uh, oh, that's right. as his agent. That was, that was a good performance. Um, yeah, I, I really loved it. And, you know, there's a lot of callbacks to Nicolas Cage films, a lot of talking about Nicolas Cage. It, it is kind of a love letter to him in a way. And I really was like, oh, yeah, he, he did that, make that movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, he's had a really extensive career and we shouldn't forget it, I guess. This movie won't let us. So, Rosa, are you a Nicolas Cage fan, would you say? <laughs> You know what? Uh, not to the level that I am certain a lot of other people are and would have a far more of a blast with this film. Um, but I do have to say that as of late, uh, he's been giving some pretty standout performances. I mean, one of my favorite films of last year was Pig, mm-hmm. um, and he was extraordinary in that one. I generally thought he should have been um, given more recognition for that performance, but yeah, so I haven't seen all of his filmography, so maybe some of the references or callbacks or, or Easter eggs, um, however you wish to to reference them, might have probably just gone right over my head. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I think that I think he's been having a, a more of a little renaissance in terms of his career, but yet at the same time. And the movie kind of says it, <laughs> references a lot today. They're like, well, I actually never went anywhere. Um, <laughs> I, I've just been here uh, this whole time. And so, yeah, no, just to answer your question, I, I'm not the biggest fan, um, but as of late, he's been on my radar far more. Because, again, because of Pig, but yet, yet at the same time, he also what starred in one of the films that I wasn't particularly fond of. And, oh, my God, I forgot the name of the movie because it's so bad. Um, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it takes place like in a, in a post-apocalyptic um, era. And he has to, I, think, I don't know if it's in Japan or something like that. And he has to, um, it, it's bonkers, like. Is that like Prisoners of the Something? Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes, that one. Um, I completely despise that movie. And but again, I love pigs, so it's kind of like uh, you're on the both ends, uh, both ends of my spectrum. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm in the middle when it comes to a Nicolas Cage fan. What did you think of the deep fake young Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Ah, uh, that one, you know what? That one I didn't mind. I do agree, though. It can be distracting because the CGI wasn't necessarily the best. But I, I think he he. I know what they were going for, and it worked for me. Maybe because I was very um, anxious and, and excited to watch the film, and I didn't mind it as much. But I, I do see how it can be distracting with with the visuals. Yeah, it's interesting. So I'm not. I'm not. I I I like Nicolas Cage fine but he's not like i'm not a fan necessarily but this movie kind of gave me a, a sort of reminded me to maybe appreciate his body of work a little bit better um because i was like thinking then after i watched it over the years of, of all the movies of he's been in that i've seen that i have liked um 
And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. There's like, there's Moonstruck, or there's the Family Man, or the Weatherman, or the Rock, and you know, and then, you know, all the way up to. I mean, I'm not seeing Crudes too, but you know, he's even he's got this, you know, kind of dynamic range where multi generations, uh, multiple generations can like appreciate his the movies that he's been in, and uh, we even watched and did an episode last year for uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is like 40 years ago now, and. He's got a very small role in that back when he was Nicholas Coppola. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, any, any final thoughts, Rosa? Yeah, final thoughts. You know what? As much as I, I've been praising the performances and, and the adventure and all of that, I think I, I, what I do take away also that really stayed with me was the message. And, and I understand it, for a lot of people, the movie, it's more like, eh, it's average, it's meh. Um, but for me, a simple message such as there's more to life than just work, 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 and work. Um, there, there is family. There is having, uh, taking time to spend time with them and make memories and, 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 and so, so on and so forth. And so, yeah, I mean, the overall message I, I absolutely adored. And I, I'm in the bandwagon of those who say that it's, I can see how it's incredibly difficult to uh, outshine Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage, but I think Pedro Pascal did it wonderfully in this movie, and he runs away um, with with this role. So I absolutely loved it. I mean, I, I haven't even touched upon the sceneries. A lot of these like onset locations were just gorgeous to look at and made me want to go take a vacation as well and just sit there on the water and just... Just relax <laughs> and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it, and it's easily one of my favorites of 2022. Yeah, same here. It's in my top ten at least right now. Yeah. Uh, so, what would you score would you give it out of ten, Rosa? Uh, I'm very high on it. I'm giving it a nine, nine out of ten. All right, I give it a seven point six. What about you, Ashley? And I give it an eight. All right. So then, uh, our score is an eight point two. And it has the exact same score on the tomato meter for critics and audiences at 87%. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, that is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, Rosa, thank you again for joining us. No problem. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Oh, yeah. And, folks, you can find her uh, in many places, but uh, on Twitter at Rosa's Reviews. And uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at Mashley Movies. So thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.